0: Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And we're holding hands in the moonlight, just going on a, a fall break. That's right. The fall break continues, folks. We are uh, talking about Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. What do you think, George? Set. Last one, right? No more after this.
1: Right. <laughs> final, my ass. Final. <laughs> is what i said before i put this dvd in.
0: It's true. I got that text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you kind of have a spoiler going on. You have a, a, yeah. a set of 8 dvds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or 9,
1: whatever it is. It's like,
2: yeah, he's going <coughs> bullshit. I have His the, bullshit meter's going off.
1: <laughs> yeah, i have a box set with the with 8 dvds. I think it's the first 8. Nice. But one's uh, a bonus like Yeah. Features. But this one was the final chapter. So. Final. Yeah. Final in a set of
0: did you peek ahead to see what the subtitle for part five is George? No, (laughs) I didn't. I think you'll enjoy it.
2: It's not the final final,
0: (laughs) the rest of the final chapter. (laughs) Yeah. Part two.
1: So, so, um, now I understand why that kid from, uh, stand by me was so jacked up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He's got some issues. Yeah. He had
1: (laughs) just went through that. So that explains a lot. Yeah. The, the, timeframes are off, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever.
0: <laughs> so initial impression, George, are we back into the, the groove of your part one and your part two, or are we still off on an Island of craptastic storytelling from part three?
1: Uh, this one was better. It, it wasn't as bad as part three. Um, it, it still had um, throwbacks to other episodes. You know, at the end of the movie, someone gets thrown through a window, just like usual. Hmm. It follows a similar pattern, I guess. It was it was better though because, it, it, you know, as opposed to three, three was three was really terrible. There was almost nothing redeeming about three. Uh, <laughs> the effects were terrible. The he's doing this on purpose He's trolling me But it's <laughs> fine we're,
0: we're No
2: 3 was really bad <laughs> he's, trolling he's talking you, about me like I'm not in the room Trolling you with facts Travis It's, <laughs> no, it's,
0: just,
1: facts. What I, it's just what I felt <laughs> This is just what I felt when I watched it The, the effects were really bad The tropes were like so tropey And you know the, the studio involvement but just they made were
0: tropes then <sighs> Actually was, I think It was really bad I think by 82 they were tropes And that Shh. was part of the problem
1: <laughs> Yeah but in this in you know in this one, you still had, you still had cool, unique kind of kills like, yeah. you know, a knife coming through a projector screen from behind, or you know, and then you know the the slide down the projector screen with the blood trailing. Um, there, there were cool kind of original kills. Mm. I, I really like the kill of the the first twin. When you really don't see anything except for the lightning strikes, and you see oh, the, the shadow silhouette. on the wall, yeah, yeah, that was that was theater trick. Yeah, that was cool.
2: I think this is probably why. Like I already explained why I like three, but I look at four as the redo. Like of three, yeah. Like they got the right people to do four that should have done three. Like I personally know that the part three was supposed to take place in a hospital. They were supposed to begin it with the Amy Steele character uh, from 2 mm-hmm. in a hospital, but it was too similar to Halloween 2, which you haven't seen, but it's very similar premise. So they didn't do that. They went ahead and just did what they did. So then this movie, setting-wise, feels the same. The same setups, the same, just it's not at the camp, but everything's pretty much the same, but it's done way better. And there's no introduction of the mask because it's already there. But it's just like, now we have Savini back, so we're going to do it right. We're going to do the effects right. We're going to have a Jason who's who's a badass, and he's just brutal. And we're going to have, you know, better acting. and So they did. It was like a do-over. Yeah. So that's why I think people love 4 over 3, because it's a way better movie. But That's a big part again,
0: of it. Yep. Nope. I, yeah. I agree with that part. <laughs>
2: They got a do-over, basically. They, it was like a second chance.
0: And they didn't bother with 3D. I mean, that helps. Right, keep it on That's the true. Keep yeah. it on the screen, boys. Except for poor uh, Teddy. Teddy gets it coming right out of the screen. That might have been my favorite kill, this this movie. Full mm. 3D experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Plus, it's not the final girl, either. Like, you have a little bit more depth with, you know, Tommy Jarvis, Seems so like a better character. I mean,
1: I knew from the very beginning. I just had that... Feeling in my gut that the kid mm-hmm. that is making all the masks and is kind of a little weird himself is going to be the one well, yeah. goes on after this movie. He's going to be like the final girl. That was my gut feeling. Turns out he ends up being a lot more than that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be
2: curious next time I meet Savini, I'm going to ask him this because it's it's always been a thought. Was that in the original script? His this character, or was did they purposely make him like a child version of Savini? Like, to me, that that's what I think Savini was probably like when he was a kid.
1: What was the kid's name, Tommy?
2: Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. You know, he was doing, I think it was Dick Miller or whatever, whoever the makeup artist was from the 60s or 50s, mm-hmm. uh, that he emulated. You know, was that him when he was eight, nine, 10 years old, making silicone masks and all that stuff in his house? Probably. Because the kid was weird.
0: Well, it's certainly yeah. not a coincidence that the kid's first name is Tom. Right. You know? I mean that's yeah. that's a bit on the nose if anything but he's a yeah, heck of definitely. a character.
2: I'm just curious if it was actually in the script. You know how they have like the description of a character in the script was was that something that was thrown in as they were making the movie to make him a mask. You know, more of a cuz that really wasn't essential to the story his collection of masks like it didn't come up he didn't come down wearing one.
0: But I mean you you I mean we're getting but ahead of obsession. ourselves here. We still haven't even finished our initial making fun of yeah, part 3. Sure. We'll get back to that I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it does become pretty essential it. that he he has the uh, creative skill to basically doctor himself up to be a little Jason, yeah. to pull mm-hmm. a, a you know a distraction at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that was all intentional, hundred percent, okay. every last detail, just rub it in <laughs> a little more. They did it on they did it on purpose. So if you were to look at part three and our complaints about it in our last uh, discussion if you were to make notes of what we discussed and what audiences at the times discussed, it might look something like this. Part three had terrible character development, bad acting, weak kills, crappy dialogue, too much Jason. Like we're looking at this guy the whole time. It's not scary anymore. And there's like minimal nudity. Mm -hmm. Now, if those were your notes, part four was listening, man. Yeah. Like from the first minutes, you've got all those corrected.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Just boom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Although the Shelley character in this movie was a bit of a dick as well.
0: What Shelley? What? what Shelley the, did we have? Did
2: tell No, like the, t- the you had the comic relief was the friend who kept telling uh George McFly that he was a, de- <laughs> a dead fuck. Teddy Teddy wasn't <laughs> yeah. Teddy wasn't George
0: your Shelly. You know who your Shelly was? It was that smart ass computer. It had the worst right. mouth, had no concern for mm. Jimbo's uh, feelings. I blame right. the computer, guys. Computer. The computer said <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> Are those bongos or that your keyboard? <laughs> so one thing this movie uh, has that none of them had to this point, victims in mourning. And that seem, it sounds a little like uh, hmm. bleak or gross to point out. But in the hospital, they pan by a waiting room, and you've got like a crying family. And you're like for the first time in the series... Like y- you see feeling. the, yeah, you see feeling come out of it, not just fear, but like the actual ramifications of the horrors of part three.
2: But see, that's kind of overshadowed by the goofiness of the coroner. Like I didn't even notice that. What, cause I, what goofiness? You don't think the coroner was a bit goofy? You, you mean like a good sandwich friend, on top of a dead body? My good
0: friend Axel? <laughs> Axel, or Axel. Axel? Or
2: whatever. Yeah, Axel. Yeah, he was kind of a
0: douche. I don't know. What he was douchey George? I don't think oh, that Travis was... watched the same movie that I did. <laughs> I thought Axel was a guy too I thought he was you know really aspired oh is he
2: misunderstood and very I, well developed I thought he
0: was pretty <laughs> down to earth, yeah, I mean,
2: all right, you guys got together I earlier think you got
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, think <you> gotta, <laughs> I think you have to be that way, you know, to do yeah to do that job
0: i mean it okay. it takes a, what it comes down be, to it takes a lot of work to become the super Bowl of self abuse, and I mean okay. he really. He got there.
2: Yeah. He's, he's kind of a douche. <laughs> no, I, I kind of agree with you. He's kind of hashtagging me too in that chick.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> While he's eating a meatball sandwich on top of a dead body, that yeah. hand keeps falling out. Like, yeah, just why so does the hand <laughs> keep falling
1: out? Like, dude, get control of the hand, yeah, man. Get control of the hand.
2: Again, like another Friday trope.
1: Jump scares. Like, they use the same jump scare twice. And it worked.
2: Yeah. And it got you twice. And it got you twice.
0: I love that. Although the second one was funny, they really are getting back to that Frankenstein thing a little more than ever in part three. I mean, part three has the lumbering Frankenstein, but Jason under a sheet with his hand popping out is about as universal monster as they're going to get for a while. Mm -hmm. I love that. But Mm. he was
2: way more freight trainish in this movie. He was quicker and more destructive. Like he was, yeah. Like he was like Mike Tyson in this movie.
0: Well, that's another thing that they Mm. fixed from the notes in part three is. They actually call him Jason. You have a character who's aware of Jason and explains to people who this guy is. It's not just some random guy in the woods. Yeah. They really fixed everything with part three in this movie.
2: No, I I missed it. Did they? Did Jason have a reaction to Tommy's mother? How she kind of looked like Pamela Voorhees a little bit.
1: We never you saw that. Jason.
2: You never saw that. Like no. I wasn't. Sure, I kind of noticed her, but I wasn't sure if they ever touched on that that would have been an interesting kind of thing to do.
1: I almost thought because of the way they did her kill, which I don't think they ever paid off her kill. They don't. Um mm. it was, you know, cuz it was almost like the uh the camp owner from the first one. Yeah. where it's POV. It, yeah, kill. it's from the point of the it's point of view, but you don't really even you don't even you're not even sure if she dies, to be mm. honest with you. It's it so was cool. really really vague. So I thought maybe she was gonna come back in some way to to help or something or, or I don't know I thought that scene was gonna be more than it was but apparently I was wrong
0: right. there's an alternate ending and it's on the newest release I think it's on the last release from the early to mid two thousands. so it might be on the special features on yours where they actually show like without audio this alternate ending where Trish runs across back to the other house and goes upstairs and finds her mom dead in the bathtub. Okay. But then she like pulls her mom out of the bathtub and Jason's behind her alive for some reason. And like the mom's eyes open and they're all white and then it cuts. And that part was a dream Hmm. and she wakes up in the hospital, but they cut that out and it's probably for the better. It's not the best execution, but it definitely leads to a weird non paid off kill. Yeah. Yeah. But do you have to pay off all the kills? No.
2: I mean, in Halloween, they kind of, later on, they kind of give a wrap-up of who's been killed by showing you everybody at once. So, they, that's kind of a tropey thing in, in slasher movies. They kind of do the reveal of the kills at the end or whatever. But she just never really popped up. So, yeah, yeah she might have yeah, been Yeah,
1: I mean, I, 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 I guess I expected it because there weren't any, <clears throat> you know, unpaid-off kills up to that one That right. I can remember So well, maybe, but
2: maybe she comes back In part five
1: What do you mean I thought this was The final uh, chapter
2: <laughs> I'm thinking about Starting a, a, another Facebook page But making my name James Gum
0: <laughs> Why I think that's A great idea Travis
2: <laughs> How funny would that be James Gum
0: <laughs> Just do like Video broadcast But from a really Dark room <laughs> So nobody knows like, Who it really is
2: uh, I spent my day
0: I went to Wegmans for some ice cream. James Gum, hey, but I don't. Sounds like Hey James,
1: shrugs. hey James, uh-huh.
0: can you answer? James, are you there, man? Yeah, I'm here. Hey James, can you <laughs> can you explain to me why there are twins in this movie and one of them is British?
2: Are they both of size fourteen?
0: I I don't I don't know my women's sizes. I'm gonna bet no, <laughs> given your track record. Probably you must not. know
2: the director. I don't know. Were they even twins? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> did, they were supposed to be, I thought. Did they? I don't know. But when they showed up on the screen, I definitely said, ooh, twins. Yeah,
2: it was like the Double Mint uh, commercial. Yeah, they the actually
1: Rickles were
0: Double Mint twin girls there at one go. point. Yeah. No, they're twins, but one of them has like a very just standard, hey, I'm from America accent. And the other one does like right. the transatlantic kind of like 50s acting or. 40s acting okay. we'll see one of them was a stage actor right That's she was playing was. Yeah, to the back row right yeah it's very strange when you focus on see, it now you're learning go back and focus on it because yeah one of them has like that weird faux british 1930s and 40s and 50s transatlantic accent thing going on it's very mean weird it's not
2: like that madonna accent where she you think she's from britain or whatever the hell she's doing that
1: she's
0: like some kind of british valley girl yeah. somehow <laughs> Uh, no, it, it's funny. exactly like that. That's why it's so distracting. Yeah, I have to <laughs> check that out.
2: I, I mean, I watched it, but I didn't really notice they had an accent. I was
0: only the one. In, in, yeah, so that's the funny. the prude is much more like, "Oh, we must be going." Oh, hello, hello, and the other <laughs> one's just like, "Hey, what's up?" It's like, "Oh, okay, she's down. What's up?"
2: I saw a review once of part four, and the guy. <laughs> Did a really good I guess the scene where they're all kind of macking on each other in the house. You don't know who's gonna go with who and all this. The these weird
1: eighties party. Yeah. Is that how people partied in the eighties? No. Well sometimes. But <laughs> when terrible. when he said
2: every time he would say one of the twins' name, he would kind of guess at it. He'd go, <laughs> Like what were their names? Uh, it's like Tina. I and, honestly was, don't remember their names. Well, I know was well, the British say, one and the and, American one.
0: Yeah. He
2: would be telling the story he goes and then Johnny's with uh, uh, Tina? <laughs> it's, yeah, the, sure. it's the funniest of, I was like that's hilarious because you don't know who they are and he's like and it gets weird like is he did he already hit on her he's not really sure
1: I had trouble with the same thing <laughs> trying to keep track of who was who
2: but it is the greatest movie ever made so. it'll
0: be way easier this for movie? you to tell <laughs> i don't know when that. you focus on the accents next time you'll be like right. oh she's a prude okay. because she's like oh i must be going i'm going to go without you <laughs> hello cheerio chip chip that's the best Does she maybe have <laughs> because she's she's talking to her sister who's in bed with uh, george mcfly and right. and mm-hmm. she's like well i'm going to go without you then and the other girl's like don't forget your raincoat Right, like there, the disparity like they, in accents is palpable.
2: Maybe she just like binge watched Super Nanny or something, and it just kind of stuck Super Nanny. <laughs> that's what she. That's where she got her personality from yeah. too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Maybe they did they have side ponytails? Maybe that's how you could tell the difference. She's <laughs> the Weeze ones to the left. George McFly, I love it. <laughs> How classic would it have been if he was uh, looking through the window at one part in that movie?
0: <laughs> I mean, we had some of that, but it was Tommy Jarvis checking, right. checking on the scene through the window.
2: That's what I wanted to write down. I was like, I wonder if George is going to say because I think we did what? What was the, sh- the one movie we did where you said he's? Pulling yeah, I was it? like, oh my oh, god, Psycho! He's, oh my god, he's Psycho. McFly! Oh my he's god, he's Marty McFly! McFly. <laughs> and then George was twice going to in this movie go. He's he's George McFly because Jarvis is looking through the window. And then there's George McFly dancing like Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. You don't dance like that, do you, Dan?
0: Only when I'm, you know, paid. Mm. <laughs> you
2: mean when you're, like, hooking? I mean, what does that
0: mean? Hey, you know, everybody's got a side <laughs> hustle, Travis.
2: We can't I all be you. so you fancy. Gotta, you got to pay the bills.
0: We can't bills. all be the British twins. Some of us have to be the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get, get my raincoat out of the flat <laughs> in the Louvre. Other than the insane <laughs> accent, though, I think the acting in this movie is as good as any of the other ones we watched, slasher-wise. Back to even Halloween and Chainsaw. Like the acting in this movie is really good. Yeah, it's good. I like everybody for what they do.
2: Even uh, who's the what's the name of the guy who plays Jason? Is it Walker? What's his last name? Oh, is this, Texas, is this R- Ted Texas Ranger? Ted White, Ted, isn't it?
0: Ted White, that's it. Ted White. Yeah, he's he's really good at it. He's a heck of a Jason. He might be the best Jason, like pound for pound. I mean, I know I know, Hodder is like a different Jason and really awesome. We love Kane. Yeah. Kane kind of
2: did his thing.
0: But I really like C.J. Graham, too, and we haven't gotten Graham to that point. Graham is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And Graham is my favorite. And Fat Jason, whoever that guy was before they got CJ Graham, I like that. I like Fat Jason a lot. Pha talk about a. Uh, Have I seen Fat Jason? yet? No, you'll see him. No, you'll know right away. Oh, this is Fat Jason. I was warned. <laughs> he gets rumbling. I thought that was part three. No,
2: part three was kind that's... of Fat Jason. He had his He had no neck.
0: <laughs> no, there's one later who and he he gets recast mid movie to CJ Graham, who's a just built like right. a brick shit house. So you go from Fat Jason to like actually physically scary jason yeah
2: graham's like a he's like more like the myers sleek mm. uh, yeah he's my favorite he's so really good
0: I, you'll see Yeah, this guy's real good though i like ted white a lot yes and
2: apparently he sticks up for cast members
0: <laughs> yeah i've heard that story <laughs> well you shouldn't try to kill your <laughs> cast members though
2: no you should not try to freeze I freeze girls to death i haven't Oh, uh, one of the cast members were forced to do long shoots in the water, and they filmed fall, winter time, Uh and basically White said, if you don't take her out of the water, I'm walking.
1: Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. He's like,
0: out? You don't get a lot of like Jason standing up for the counselors in these movies. (laughs) Mm -mm, No. (laughs) To be fair, these aren't counselors. These are just... People looking for love. Yeah. They're just th- again, a group of people that really didn't seem like they should be together. I don't know, man. They, I I got the vibe. It seemed that like it
2: just met on the road. <laughs>
0: these could have all been like, you know, friends of friends. You get the impression they're right. in high school from the way they talk about reputations and stuff. Right. But, you know, just looking for a weekend away and I don't know. It's less disparate than the weird 40-year-old stoner mixed in with the... Pregnant yeah. couple mixed in with the guy that nobody can stand. It's true.
2: Or the 47-year-old boyfriend.
0: Or, yeah, Rick. Like Rick. Damn it, <laughs> Rick.
1: There is, there is something about the victims being camp counselors that mm. I miss in three and four.
2: Okay. Why is it Go on. I
1: don't know. I just like the <laughs> camp counselor bit. Yeah. That was a the dynamic. That's a good way to get a bunch of different kind of people mm-hmm. together and have a good excuse for why they're all here. And also, camp counselors have that reputation for slacking off. Yes. So,
2: What's funny is we're now in movie four.
1: The final chapter. Last
2: one. No more. And the whole story revolves around a camp. But we haven't really seen any kids in the camp. No. So it's like... You think to yourself, like, what would Jason do in a during the season of a camp? Like, these are always off-season. Or, you know, can, counselors are up there for orientation or whatever. They haven't actually done one with a functioning camp with counselors. That would be interesting.
1: I never get to that point.
0: Interesting. You could lean outside the franchise and go more toward, like, the burning or... Sleepaway camp, I think, is yeah. a pretty functional camp. Much to but its Jason own himself,
2: I like. Th- I like to see him in that environment because, again, he is—he's—he's he's a six-year-old, seven-year-old child in the body of a of a eight-foot gorilla. <laughs> Do
1: you think he would like try to join in with the kids?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Like, their arts and crafts. We kind of touched on it with Myers. Like he was almost lenient towards kids. He didn't. He didn't look at them as as victim material like he kind of would have gone around the child to get to the so i wonder where jason would be in that situation
0: well to present a a point and a counterpoint to your statement in this movie he does have the opportunity to go after either tommy or trish Mm. and he does make the decision to go after trish uh without much hesitation so you might get your answer there right however uh counterpoint uh I think you got your Michael mixed in with our Jason here. Cause you say he's a six year old boy in a grown-up's body, but if he survives the drowning somehow, he's had that entire span to develop on his own in the woods. Yeah. So I don't but, know that you can really classify him as much as you, as much as we freeze Michael in the institution. I don't know mm-hmm. in, in this current backstory, if you can freeze a Jason or if he is just now like a 40 year old yokel with a machete and a mask.
2: Right, I guess that that comes with the character. Of, like I always kind of put Jason in the, not frozen because of psychology, like Myers, but you know how you you meet a thirty five year old man who's basically a ten year old mentality. Like I always thought of Jason as that.
1: I like, th- yeah, I think I know what you're saying. I think and I think it's because of the mother. If yeah. Because of the mother, you would assume that she she would have been so sheltering overprotected well she it? had to have been because
2: well he was, he was deformed he was he was not he was he was basically a target for for bullying and yeah and so
1: even if even if he had survived well now we're getting into like if he had survived and then
2: well i believe he survived i don't think he's a zombie walking around but i, I would just be curious to see where he is in in his brain development, is he always going to be a, a child in the body of an adult, or if he did grow with his body and he is a 35-year-old man mm-hmm. who just doesn't like counselors and he's he's able to think on an adult level? Yeah. Like, I always kind of pictured him as somebody who's like a 10 or 12-year-old mentality, maybe even a nine.
1: Yeah. That didn't have that, that never, yeah, development. Yeah, never went past that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could paint it. Uh, There's a lot of room for interpretation, as we talked about Mm -hmm. with part two, or is this really Jason, right? There's room Mm -hmm. for interpretation with part two and part three happening the same weekend. And this one happening either immediately following or maybe significantly later. They don't really give you enough that you can come up with a definitive timeline for where part four is you know how long does it take him to get back and is it right away and and did they just cut for the sake of the movie or is it an immediate who knows mm. but, i think
1: it's immediate it's got to be immediately after well, 3 because 3 to 4
0: is immediate the beginning of 4 is immediate, four is immediate. but after yeah. he leaves the hospital
2: right how long is how
0: long know, is it is goodbye. it the next day is it a week is it a month is it a year it's all oh, right it's pretty quick because of some little hints but there really isn't a definitive timeline like there is for part two and part three anyway
1: yeah I just I just assumed if
0: you assume for a moment that they do all happen in the spree of like one really rough week (laughs) for all you know Jason Voorhees as we know him is actually living under the name of Bob Smith in town and he's a janitor at a school and he keeps to himself and works hard in the evenings and he just had one really really bad weekend yeah (laughs) a spree if you will so (laughs) who knows Uh, got off his meds (laughs) see it's just it all comes back to we need a better medical safety net yeah he would have been better off with some counseling and some totes some medicine (laughs) It's Uh, it's funny the dialogue in this movie makes me happy my favorite line is the he thinks that's funny he thinks that's a funny thing he's doing So well delivered. I mean, I believe at that moment that Crispin hates that guy next to him.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: But the rest of the movie, I don't feel that. Well, he
2: calls him a dead fuck like 19 times, doesn't he? The hand
0: in the pants and then the (laughs) thumbs up he gives that girl and then the wave is so good.
2: (laughs) Well, having Glover in this movie is kind of, it's the same as having Bacon in your movie. Like He's the only one out of this group is ever going to go on to do something. Yeah, and you can he, you can tell he's gonna be the one that's gonna get go. like you could just tell he just carries himself. Yeah, and he's not even George McFly yet.
0: Well, you know, yeah, some of the folks in this movie yeah. did go on to do other things. I mean, Corey Feldman had a really successful music career, and <laughs> <laughs> all right, f- I mean, Feldman removed from that. Yes, Peter Barton. Yes, he... I mean, the dreamy Peter Barton. He did some stuff. He's in a couple other slashers. He's he's all right. Judy Aronson, she's in uh, Weird Science. Yes. So, I mean, you got people that are in other stuff. Was she in Weird Science before this? What year is Weird Science, man? This is 84. I think
2: 80, 83. I think 83 is Weird Science. Uh, so, this list yeah. is
0: 85 here. So, I'm thinking... Is it? She probably walked right off the set of this. And went to that. Walked past the DeLorean to go to Weird Science. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting about this movie? Versus 3 but also the same as three Friday the 13th part four is self like self referencing the whole time. It's just playing the hits again, but this time they got a better producer. And so the album's coming out way better than last time. Yeah. yeah. It's cleaner. I mean, I made a list of stuff influences from the earlier movies and it really is. I mean, Friday the 13th part four is Friday one, Friday two, Halloween, Psycho and Bay of Blood again it's the same thing we're just doing the same old thing but because it's directed well and it's written with care we've gone from a formulaic bore to an execution of the formula as it was intended right. I agree I,
2: I know you rolled your eyes last time when I said three uh, became the formula of Jason and I know you hate the hate the movie, so you you think four is the formula, which it is, but they just took, like you said, the more talented people. They everything lined up, and they took the formula that they tried to establish establish in three, establish and they establish they established establish in three, and they actually execute it in four. But it's the same formula.
0: Oh no, Definitely. it's totally the same formula, and I don't know if I rolled my eyes at the third one being formulaic. As much as I did, just the movie sucks, and so I just can't <laughs> give it any credit. Right, but the, but it's
1: very I similar that up to as the as a Saving Grace. E- a yeah. even if even if it deserves the credit for he's establishing the formula, he's <laughs> not going to give it.
0: No, sorry, part three. <laughs> no, I, yeah, you don't get none.
1: You get nothing. You lose. You get the mask. Good That's, day, it. Sir. that's all you get credit for.
0: So a couple yeah. of w- just a, a quick breakdown, just so I can make sure that it's in the uh, in the the air so we can talk about it if anything pops up you want to talk about from par- friday, part one, friday part one you've got the savini kill of kevin bacon but this time in a boat mm. you've got the return of tacking dudes to doors which was really mm-hmm. gross in part one and is just accelerated to a new level of gross with the ripping down of crispin glover off the w- door frame. Ugh. and a corkscrew and a corkscrew uh, mm-hmm. You get the subjective axe kill, but this time it's through a door instead of in the bathroom, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Not as graphic as the part one, though. That one still wins. Ooh, yuck. And, of course, the you mentioned the window toss, uh, yes. which is... Is
2: in every one of them, I think.
0: But, I mean, it's... <laughs> it it yeah. has to be. You know, I was thinking about your part one window toss and your complaints that she's still moving. I
2: didn't care that she was still moving. I actually kind of added to it. Yeah, I was okay with That's that.
0: That's the thing. I think... A lot of these movies survive the MPAA because the kills are quick and it's like an off button and the character's now dead and that's the end. Mm -hmm. But I'd never considered until you mentioned it like how much more horrifying you could make it if when that lady comes through the window in part one, she's still like 10% alive. Yeah. Like that's way worse. Like she's beyond help but Alice can do nothing except see her friend's final moments. Just, ew, that's way worse.
2: It's the same thing with Rick. Like To me, the kill where his eyeballs pop out terribly is not really the cool part of that scene. It's it's him being muzzled while she's standing three feet away, Mm -hmm. and he's just basically holding him silent while his feet dangle. That was way more terrifying than the stupid effect they did. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But a good director would look at that and say, "All right, that's that's our that's our part. We don't even need that gimmick. We you we don't have, even have
1: to see him die. after no, that
2: that that was enough. That's a great frame. You're seeing her. She's literally almost shoulder to shoulder with him. He's quietly being muzzled, and you know he's gonna die. Yep. That it's You, again, don't, have to sh- you it,
1: don't have to show him die. You can pay him off later mm-hmm. if you want.
2: A good director, bad director.
0: No, yeah. no, 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 no. You cannot blame that on Steve Miner because Steve Miner killed it in part two and comes back later and kills it in H2O for the most part. That's all studio involvement and the emphasis yes. on right, 3d. Right. Yes. We got to get the iPop. Right. We put too much the money suits, into it. The suits killed it. It looks like garbage, but just work around those wires because we already paid for it and we need the 3d to sell tickets in the theater. Right. Don't blame I Steve agree. minor for that. I love Steve Miner, <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, uh, Joseph Zito, just uh, I've seen the Prowler. Have you seen the Prowler, Travis? Uh, parts of it, yeah. I've never seen. I sat down and watched all the whole It's good. It's a classic. It has its place in slasher history. But it did not give me any indication that we were going to get this out of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes above and beyond in his execution of part four. Like, I think well probably well helped directed. to have
2: Tom Savini on set. Like Tom Savini's already director level right. at that point. So, they probably collaborated on a lot of things.
0: So, one thing with part four that I think I mentioned it briefly earlier, we don't see a lot of Jason until we get to the third act. And it's very similar to what they did in part two. But this time, mm-hmm. it almost feels more like part one. They're mixing part one with a little bit more Halloween, but not in the. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're showing you Michael all the time, and isn't he scary? Thing which I, works with Michael for some reason, but I just don't dig it when I see Jason all the time. Mm-hmm. But what they've done is they've introduced the character of Rob, Rob the camper with all the intel. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's the Ahab of this movie. If you want to go with mm-hmm. the uh Leslie Vernon type uh nomenclature, you know, your, your Moby Dick Ahab, he's he's Loomis mm-hmm. with a shotgun or a rifle. Yep, you know, yep. like that's. That was a really cool addition to this that we'd never had before uh, outside of like the you're doomed guys. Right now we finally <laughs> got an actual Loomis. He's armed to the teeth. He's trained. He's built like a like an athlete. Right. Like he's a tough mm-hmm. dude. Turns out he's not so good at the hand to hand combat. But right. You know, some would say he's not the best at line delivery. I still my buddies still make fun of the he's killing me. <laughs> Line. They don't like that one. Fred, my buddy Fred hates that line. Fred, f you. It's a good line. <laughs>
2: well it's kinda of, I looked at it as reminiscent of in Jaws, when Shaw is uh talking like he's talking during the kill. Like it does seem weird, but you don't know what you would do like when you're getting eaten by a shark. And it's it's the same thing. When someone's when Jason's getting, like him yelling that it seems weird, but you just I don't know, it seemed kind of right with that character.
0: I dig it on paper. I don't know that I love the execution. I don't know that I'm going to like five star on Yelp the execution of that (laughs) kill. Right. But I love the idea that it is so horrific because you're drawing it in yourself, right? We've talked about that a number of times on this show that like the brain can really draw something more Mm -hmm. horrific than you can see. Yeah, fill Mm -hmm. in the blanks. But they just, I, I don't know if you see too much of it to be that scary I don't know there's something wrong in that scene like they could have done that better and I just don't know how to fix it I don't know what it is about the scene that doesn't work but I can tell you in general could have been better they should have referred to
2: the the scene of Jack being killed in Werewolf in London where he's being mauled you can hear him yelling to Jack uh, yeah uh, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. like he's yelling while he's being being mauled yeah and it, it wasn't weird at all, even though he wasn't screaming he, that, he but he was, he, screaming that, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was screaming stuff. He
0: was screaming, "I'm being mauled! Help me! I'm being mauled!" I wonder if it is just it's, that line. It's just a minor. Flesh killing he's me. killing me because it's so me. early in the exchange. Like killing he's been hit like so once awfully. at this point. Like you're yeah. really rounding down here, Rob. Like couldn't you get a little bit yeah. more? I mean, what was all this training for and all this gear? If you're just going to take one hit and be like, "Well." That's it. Yeah. He's killing me. Trish. It a day. <laughs> He's killing I wonder me. if you could redub you killing me, smalls. <laughs> probably wouldn't take that much work <laughs> to cut the audio out and then just replace it with someone yelling. Gargle. Just yelling. Just mm. yelling. Just ah etc. Well ah, right. right. see the
1: thing was see the thing was he was a Jason expert and yes. so he knew that once he was in that situation he you know, he, he knew because he knows about Jason. True. No, that was his. That's his expertise. He's like, oh, I'm in this position now. This is where I die.
0: I think that's fair. It's, I think you're onto it, George. See, that's why we keep George around.
1: This is how it
2: goes down. Yep. He had a Ripley moment.
0: And <laughs> uh, and he
1: used his last moments to inform everyone around him what was about to happen.
2: Like I'm occupying him. Get the fuck out.
1: And I'm dying. Well, he did tell
2: her, to leave "For too. you, I'm dying for you. This is happening, so you can get away." Yes. I'm a
1: sacrificial lamb. Captain Obvious, sacrificial lamb. Yeah. I think that a movie just with him hunting Jason and Jason hunting him would have been good. Called The Dangerous Game. You know- Is that a movie? I think-
0: uh, It's a book. I think George is going to like my buddy Creighton Duke. Yeah. But we'll have to wait to get to that for a few more weeks.
2: Now, we're talking about the hitchhiker character, right?
0: Yeah, man. Rob. 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 Now, he no, he's not a hitchhiker. The hitchhiker's no. the chick with the sign who eats a banana poorly.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now,
1: D- didn't they pick him up? He helped them fix their car. Okay, but
0: That's would you still bring him home? I don't know. I don't know that I like the part yeah. <laughs> where he I runs mean, up he unsupervised into the boy's bedroom. Yeah. That doesn't That's play weird. in a modern no. setting.
2: But apparently he's related to a victim from the first movie. He right? is the yeah.
0: brother of the girl that gets shish-kebobbed. Okay. Supposedly. <laughs> she gets the old Bay of Blood, the old Mario Baba yeah. right through the Baba. Right through the middle bits.
2: I liked it better when Baba did it. It was better when <laughs> Baba did it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you guys notice uh the use of light as a like piercing through the dark kind of thing? More Halloween than Friday the thirteenth, but they did mm-hmm. it a lot toward the middle of this movie. A lot of flashlights in dark houses. Mm hmm. Yeah. Added a lot of atmosphere the movies hadn't had to this point. I really dug it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of had that. Uh, I mean, that, that's kind of. I don't know if it's a film school thing, but flashlights add suspense. Um, I remember in in Aliens, and even in in, <laughs> in Predator Two, like they that scene with the flashlight, like they totally it totally builds suspense. I don't know if it causes like. Uh, confinement or whatever, but it just definitely once you darken a room and you add flashlights, it just ups the game a bit. Uh, and I not think. just
1: in movies, like in yeah, real life, in real life too. Yeah, like I don't even want to turn on a flashlight; <laughs> it scares the shit out of me.
2: <laughs> I don't. My, my brother, my brother always brings up the scene in uh, I Am Legend. Did you see I Am Legend? I, yeah, a long time ago. Where that that scene where his dog runs into the building and he's got to walk through the corridors that are dark. And he's got his flashlight and he's kind of like shining it really fast in every room to find his dog because he knows the vampires are in there right and he doesn't want to wake them right and then he comes upon that room where they're all standing and he's just like i mean it's all done in flashlight the whole the whole scene
1: yeah it's been a long time it's good stuff. i don't even remember that scene I'm gonna watch out again it's very tense I'm sure
2: yeah because he's doing he's covered in the flashlight and he's just kind of strobing it to yeah, see yeah, yeah. Tri- it's really it's good mm-hmm. it's good shit
0: and then he has to shave his head to look like a vampire and be like hey vampire I'm over here <laughs> <laughs> let me hack your head off it's not even off man it's like in nah. half you he was supposed to hack it off they
1: chose not to do
2: that but he are was we? gonna decapitate him at the end of the scene
1: are we talking about Jason again yeah we're talking
2: about uh, the Jarvis Tommy Jarvis
1: Tommy J so, Tommy J was supposed to decapitate.
2: Yeah. Savini came back to end Jason, and then they decided, nah, let's not cut his head off in case we want to make another.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is the final <laughs> chapter, Travis.
2: It's the final chapter, right. At the time, it was the last
0: one. I am the last one. I really dig that final scene, though. The way that they mirror oh, yeah. the Pamela kill, but like make it so much worse. Mm-hmm. Like, hard to watch. Ugh. Gross!
2: And the animatronic head <laughs> on the slide down on the machete, and you see his eyebrows go. What did you think mm. of that,
0: George? How how'd that effect land?
2: Oh, oh I liked it. That's so Tom Savini. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like, really geez. good. Well, the hand, the hand alone is nasty. Oh, the
0: hand when he, hand, when he catches it the in the fingers. middle. Ugh. Ugh.
2: That's just that's just Savini the, saying. All the effe- I can do this if you want me to. All I can the do effects,
1: this. <laughs> all the effects in this movie are great. Yeah. Like. Uh, George McFly getting a hatchet to the face was awesome. Straight out of
0: Bay of Blood, though. Uh, now that you've seen that movie, yes, yeah,
1: <laughs> you're right. Um, it, it just everything, and especially J, you know Jason's hand getting split mm-hmm. basically into that was nasty looking, awesome, very gory. Um, I'm surprised they didn't get.
0: A, 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 I think did they cut that up? The, the uh, MPAA. You should see. I was watching today. Uh, the they have extended kills on the newest release. I think it was on you guys's one too. The newest one that just got to my house this morning. You know, it's amazing. They have extended Mm -hmm. kills for a lot of the part four kills with Joseph Zito's commentary over the top, the director. So, oh, wow. These are, I think, from like 2009, they produced everything. So, they have an extended cut of the final kill where the head becomes just like this gushing fountain of blood, right? There's Mm -hmm. blood coming out of the eyes, there's blood coming out of the nose and mouth and the wound. And it is. So gross. Ugh. But you can tell like <laughs> it wasn't designed to be the final cut. It was designed to be interspersed with other cuts. You know, it's just like a real right. long leering shot of this head, just spraying blood in every direction. It's super gross. And I highly recommend you check it out if you can find it on your DVD.
1: All right. I'll, I'll look it up. It's gooey. But yeah, that, that, that kill with, you know, with Jason, Jason sliding down. <laughs> That uh, what is that called? Machete. The sliding down the machete,
2: and you see his eyebrows going like, Ugh. and the face, and the
1: f- <laughs> yeah, and the f- and the expression that his face is making as he's sliding down, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. This, I mean, Savini really outdid himself. I mean, it's good stuff. It was good.
0: That might be the best Savini kill of all. I mean, he gave himself a pretty sweet one in Maniac. That's right up there. Yeah. I mean, the arrow in Part One. But I think uh, that final Jason appearance might be the the, the crowning achievement of at least that era of in, Tom there's Savini. There's something in
2: Creepshow that I I really love, but I'm not going to talk about it because that might be one of the movies we did.
0: Ooh, Creepshow! But, I mean, it has yeah. a great parallel with this movie. Yes, and we're talking about the dancing, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Ed Harris's <laughs> dancing in Creepshow is on the level of yeah, it's bad of the Crispin Glover dance. Those two, they vie in my head for best dance ever. They go back and forth. (laughs) Both great. Wait, oh my God, it's Ed Harris.
2: Holy shit. Oh, his
0: dance in that movie. I mean, I didn't know about Ed Harris till The Rock, right? So me, my understanding of Ed Harris as a kid was he's that bad, a awesome army guy from The Rock. Right. And then I go back and see Creep show later and it's just like, "Oh. This guy's got range." Wow.
2: Yeah. That's funny cuz that kind of shows like we're 10 years apart. <laughs> so, I mean, Ed Harris has been around a long time. So, I yeah. I'm sitting there going, "Oh shit, they got Ed Harris for the
1: rock." <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's funny. Hey,
0: George, have you ever seen A History of Violence? No. Oh, that's going on the list. Thinking of Ed Harris. (laughs) You just got the list.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You just made the list.
0: So good. I don't know if I've told you guys this, but Friday the 13th Part 4 is my favorite. Besides maybe Part 2, this is my favorite. This is my my wheelhouse here. I love this movie. (laughs) I might have mentioned it. I just thought I'd bring it up again. Yeah,
1: you did. Yeah. Did you
0: guys notice that they did a shower scene again? Like, here come the studio bosses. You, hey, you guys, you you know, the if you're gonna do a slasher scene. movie, you gotta have a shower scene. So they turn it on their head and they make Peter Barton your shower victim. They make it the dude right. this time. And it's huh. freaking horrifying. Like, Yeah, gla- glass
2: doors scare me.
0: That crunch on the tile. Uh, yeah. like That's one of those effects that just makes me every... I've seen it a hundred times. Every time, it's just like,
2: oh no. See, I wonder if Ugh. the shower scene has become like the way that these studios get some of these girls to do nude scenes that aren't sex scenes. And I think that's why there's so many of them in these movies, because mm. they know that sells tickets. They, they know they have these, uh, you know, it's in the script, and it's a lot easier to get a, a an actress to do a shower scene than it is to do a sex scene.
1: Or a skinny dipping scene. Yeah, skinny dipping.
2: So I'm wondering if they do that on purpose. Like they put it in the story on purpose just to get their quota of nudity you know, this movie having sex scenes. This
0: movie has a ton of nudity, but they go pretty even keel with the dudes for a little bit. You got skinny dipping dude. You got mm-hmm. Peter Barton in the shower dude. Like it's almost one to one. Naked girl to naked guy. That's I mean, that's progress for some. It's nothing
2: that I really look for. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm equality. not sitting there going where's the equality yeah, on this the
1: equality of nudity in yeah. slasher movies I've seen Kevin Bacon's
2: schlong way too many times so <laughs> he's <laughs> damn
1: that, that could be your thesis for when you get your PhD in slasher movies
0: get a little nudity equality for all
1: yeah nudity equality in slas- the American slasher movie did they uh, did they show those kind of movies at the movie theater when you were working there what kind of movies? the kind that you know, that Teddy was watching in the living room by himself, drunk. Yeah. I don't know, what was that? Like 1920s porn or something? No, we I didn't have any porn. We did find a
2: reel up in the projection booth. We did watch it. Uh oh. <laughs> it was like, a, like an old 70s, not John Holmes movie, but it was like buried. Yeah. And the projector's, the projectionist, like, we're watching this tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're sitting next to me. <laughs> you see, yeah, bring your popcorn. <laughs> Cut a hole in the bottom of the cup. Oh, jeez
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my. But yeah, I think Me that too. is
0: like you know, uh, 1920s plus or minus, you know, 10 years, uh, like porn loops, adult loops. I don't know what they would have called them back then. I don't know my 1920s porno terms as well as I. Uh, Didn't I they call them stags? At some point, they become I stag I think films. called stag films. But when or I think something. of stag films, I think of bachelor party. Seven. So I mean, yeah, we're still sixty years off the filming. point. I don't yeah. really, I don't know, George. Research project for Look next time. Go tell me. Google that shit. That would be my page. About the, the porn <laughs> of the Roaring Twenties.
2: I'm just laughing at the thesis thing, because, because <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite movies is PCU, and that's. <laughs> The guy writes this thesis on Gene Hackman, Michael Caine movies, and how at any point in a day, 24-7, there's a Michael Caine or a Gene Hackman movie on TV. (laughs) And then (laughs) the end of the movie is like a Gene Hackman, Michael Caine movie is playing. They're both in the same movie. And he's like, this is my thesis. He's like, starts flipping out. He's like, they're in the same movie. I could just see you writing that. Get on it, Dan.
0: I wrote my first paper on the Jason movies uh, in sixth grade. Really? Yeah.
2: What was your What was your premise? I what don't even this?
0: remember. I just remember how awesome it was to be in a you know highfalutiny writing program, and then be like, "Hey, very straight laced uh, Georgia peach teacher, who doesn't allow me to say yeah because it's improper. I should say yes at all times, and I'm not allowed to chew mm-hmm. gum in class." I'm going to write a paper on the Jason movies in sixth grade. And she let me get away with it. So thank you.
2: My fifth grade, no, it was my sixth grade or seventh grade teacher. Let me do a movie trailer for a Jason movie for the project in class.
0: That's amazing.
2: It was pretty cool. I don't even remember what the, the subject was, but I just remember filming scenes with a VHS camera wearing a Jason costume down in the woods and we we filmed like eight minutes and we created a movie trailer. It's pretty sweet. I think it was like storytelling. Like they were the project was storytelling and she let us forward. I was like can I make a movie? Can I make a trailer? And she's like yeah as long as it tells a story.
0: <laughs> so, <yes. laughs>
2: hey now. And uh, did you have a shower she's scene? Fired. No. <laughs> she's <laughs> fired. Uh, No I did not have a shower scene. Oh, okay, I did have a drowning scene though which was pretty cool. We put Ooh. The, we filled a, uh, an aquarium up with water, and then we filmed underneath the aquarium. And then I had Jason put the kid's head in the water, so we were filming his drowning. Wow, we were we were ahead of the curve.
0: <laughs> and then you dumped him in the cemetery and waited till he got all stinky.
2: We did all that. I could take you guys when when you visit. I'll take you exactly where we and filmed then they, it all.
1: They air quotes found him. They found on him on the way to
2: school. Right. Yeah, we day. found him on the way to school. Uh. We might have caught onto
0: this <laughs> earlier, but George wouldn't shut the hell up during that story. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Both ways. <laughs>
0: no, we were, we were, we edited.
2: We had Jason grab the guy from the back of the head, and then we filmed the that scene, and huh? then we filmed the underwater scene, yeah. and then we edited them together. Was, I
0: believe you. For s- seventh grade, I, it was pretty I don't, damn I, awesome. I don't believe him. You don't believe no, me. I need video <laughs> evidence. I
2: wish I knew where that video was. You know what? I nah, she probably doesn't have it anymore.
0: Maybe Carl, uh, Carl Fulterton. He might have it in his personal collection. I say that because I finally today got to watch the extended kills from part two. They were on that DVD set that came today, and it was the first thing I did was I popped in the extended kills. You know, I told you for years I've been waiting because I knew they existed, but I'd never seen them. Mm. Let me tell you guys. Uh, they're pretty fucking gross Nice. (laughs) it's amazing there's some really good stuff there (laughs) some of it is just acting like that you can just tell the MPAA at that point was like yeah we don't like to see people die slowly (laughs) and so it is just a lot of like really good death acting on the cutting room floor which is too bad because it's pretty good Mm. but then the alice kill is extended in a way that's just like whoa like i did not see that coming and it's good and then the kill in the bed, the shish kebab kill has another shot or two that it's grizzly, man. It's really gross. Mm. And it's not necessarily the effects are gross. It's like the acting around the effects are really,
2: um, is that the scene where the, while she's stabbed, she's still kind of doing it. No,
0: that's Bay of blood, Bay of blood. Okay. She's still, and that's in, I mean, she's just, she's still wriggling around in kind of a gross. way. Yeah, That's
1: kind of weird. No, I think, I think she was in the Jason movie too. Yeah, I think I they think we of talked made, about paid that. Homage to that.
0: No, yeah. they were already done. That was the whole weird thing was that in the Jason in part 2, it's after they've, you know, ceased uh the activities and are then mm-hmm. in kind of a post-activity situation. The
2: the go get me a beer activity.
0: Right. The go get me a beer in this <laughs> case is, "Hey, uh, I'm just going to lay here and get you killed by Jason cuz I don't see him yeah. coming." So George, you haven't seen Halloween 2 yet, but we'll resolve that here relatively soon but you need to be aware that the first bit of this movie from like the barn up until really the end of the hospital scene is very much if not an homage to halloween 2 it's very much like a we see you Mm -hmm. we know what you did and we just outdid everything you did and it only took us 10 minutes Uh, it's really kind of okay it's kind of cool It's related
1: to... I don't know if Travis agrees, but...
0: There's a couple of different ways that these movies tend to interact, right? One of them is blatant ripoff, right? Usually that happens internationally, like over borders. You know, they rip off us, we rip off them, and nobody Mm -hmm. ever gets caught because nobody's watching both movies simultaneously. Right. Then there's another way to do it, which is like your straight homage, which is, you know, oh, I've adapted parts of psycho and, and parts of these other movies and mixed them together. And it's my own formula, like a Friday the 13th part one. Right. But there's another thing that starts to happen when you've got a ton of slasher movies coming out one after the other, after the other, same thing happens in Italy after bird, when it's just one after the other, or the other coming out, movies start to kind of show each other up directly. You know, it's like very much the, the, you guys have seen the Prince video, uh, playing the solo over while my guitar gently weeps. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He makes that yeah. face at one point at the mm-hmm. guitar player that took the Clapton parts from him and was just right. like, yeah, you mm-hmm. can just have a solo at the end. I'm going to play the Clapton parts. I'm going to play the Clapton parts where Prince is looking at him like, Oh how How you like these notes? Mother. <laughs> like he mur- <laughs> he murders a man on stage with his eyes while also murdering his reputation with prince's notes like prince is double killing that guy simultaneously these movies start Mm -hmm. to do that too in a way where it's just like hey i see your hospital and your creepy emt and i raise you hacksaw twisty head and aerobic butt video like i still don't know what that movie (laughs) was that he was watching (laughs) aerobics are weird
2: yeah it's iconic 80s uh Televised aerobics, like people watch. I
0: shit. really doubt that in particular was off any local TV broadcast. Um, I I'm trying to remember if it. W- There's a lot of aerobics <sighs> in these movies in the early '80s. I watched one today, uh, Nightmare City, Umberto Lindsay, zombies that run and have axes and guns. Like it's, it really breaks <laughs> a lot of rules, but it's fun. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a really fun movie, but like, 20 minutes in. They, the zombies arrive at a tv station during a taping of an aerobics episode so it's like right. all these 80s clichés yeah, they it's just a were huge 80s they thing, were yeah. actually doing aerobics they weren't just bouncing their butts in a circle i really don't think that's yeah. aerobics guys
2: no it's it's softcore but it's it was famous back then it's the kind of stuff you tried to get on prism <laughs> prism was an old channel oh. philadelphia cinemax version i guess a, a philadelphia version of hbo it was just kind of local,
0: okay, did you have to walk uphill both ways to get to prism?
2: No, just uphill, okay,, mm. but if you didn't have prism, it's where all the flyers games were played, but it was a pay channel but mm. if you if you put the cable channel just the right spot and played with the uh tracking, you could kind of see what was going on. Gotcha, so yeah, there's stuff on there you're not supposed to see, gotcha. I really. That's where the aerobics were. I don't. <laughs> that's really why the aerobics were. Oh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the aerobics in this movie are real aerobics, but it makes Axel happy.
2: Apparently, the woman in that video ends up being in a Future Friday movie. I,
0: I've heard that. I've never confirmed yeah. it beyond people saying it in like documentaries and stuff. I think it's part. It's six. really interesting. Kind of weird. It's all very Camper. weird. Everything, basically weird. everything in this movie until they get back to the, co- like, until they cut to the station wagon full of dumb kids. All very <laughs> weird up front. The yeah. nurse axle dynamic, weird. Axel in general, yeah. weird. That's It's very weird. It's funny, it's entertaining, but you could not have sustained that for an hour and a half. I'm glad they moved on I quickly. Didn't even,
2: I didn't even look at that as a, an homage and/or an fu to Halloween Two. It just it it didn't seem similar enough to me. Now, if somebody was drowning in a in a hot tub and like if they did the scalpel stuff, like if they did those kind of things, I would be like, okay.
0: You mean if uh, if the Friday films had also ripped off kills from Deep Red, you would have been like, oh hey, now we're doing yeah. Halloween Two.
2: Yeah, I well, I don't think they would have known they were ripping off uh, Deep Red. I think they would have thought they were ripping off Halloween. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? But, you
0: know, it's that whole vibe. I mean, George, we'll just have to put a pin in this conversation until George has seen it so he can yeah. side yeah. with me and piss you off, Travis. But we'll wait <laughs> until we get to Halloween 2. But uh, just uh, put a pin in it, George. Friday 4, Halloween 2. Little connection up front. You got it.
1: What else is there to say about uh, Friday 4?
0: That guy gets a spear gun in the junk, and then mm. he gets lifted up. By his junk, and then he has the spear gun shot up through his insides from the junk entry, oh, uh, yeah, like that that's pretty awesome. would you want
2: it any other I way? mean that's what
0: he gets for putting his hat on the American twin and being like, "Hey, American twin, I know that you're the the more open minded of the two." <laughs> And she's like, hello, piss off. No, she's like, hey, (laughs) she's she's trying to pretend to be her sister. (laughs) I really like your hat. I think you should put it on my head. (laughs) Very strange.
2: I did not even, I gotta go back and check that accent. I
0: don't think that skinny dipping angrily is really a great exit from any scene. Do you guys mm. think that's a little
2: weird? that Anger and skinny dipping should not ever make that Yeah,
0: Samantha is just like, oh, hey, um, I'm mad at you, so I'm gonna go get naked and swim naked alone in the... What? <laughs> That'll show you. Yeah, but, I mean, got him a spear gun on <laughs> the dick, so... <laughs> I mean, there's a little karma in these movies now and then. So she showed him. So, George, we did it. We got you through the final chapter.
1: Yes, the Friday final the chapter. 13th. There are no other movies. Uh, there, there are no other Jason Voorhees movies. I bet it. Fe- you 13th. feel like you
0: really came to the end of this series a little faster than you expected. He, you could say that. I mean, you you really like <laughs> premature. The the boyfriend <laughs> of Judith Myers your way through these yes. movies. I mean, I did. We're only halfway done, and you're already done. Final chapter.
1: Yes, yeah, the final chapter. The other four discs are basically for shipping purposes.
0: Got to yeah. even we're out the padding. weight in the packaging.
1: They were just it's four DVDs of extended kills. It's a lot of special features. Yes. That's it's what it all is. All extras. Yeah. It's extras. It's so where do we commentary. go from
0: here, George? What do you <laughs> estimate you're in for with the next movie? Tell me where you if you were making this series, where would you take it after the final chapter?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Where would, yeah, where would do you think I it's take it? going? Yeah,
2: what do you what would you do? Where
0: do it? we go from here
2: after seeing what you saw?
0: Well,
1: I mean, uh, what's his name? Tommy. Seems uh, a little weird. Like he could, uh, like he could snap. I think that's, I think that's what they were kind of trying to tell you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I <laughs> I have no idea. It's like every time you think Jason's dead, he's not. So I don't know. I think, uh, I think little Tommy might uh, take up the mantle. Huh. Interesting. Am I close?
0: interesting that is kind of interesting well you know what I think we're going to leave it at that for Friday the 13th part 4 George Okay. let us know as soon as you're ready to talk about Friday the 13th whatever the next one is is it part 5 is it something else we'll see Uh, probably once you look at the writing on the disc but whatever happens uh, we're very excited to, to go through it with you
1: I have a feeling that it's going to (laughs) suck.
0: I give you my assurance that I actually actively like part five. All right, cool. Or whatever it's called.
1: I do too. All right. So next week, same bad time, same bad channel?
0: I think so. Um, Will our dynamic duo see another movie? (laughs) (laughs) Find out next week. Thank you for joining us again on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at at remedialfilmpod. And you can email us at remedialfilmpod at gmail.com. We'll see you back here for Friday the 13th, Part 5, The New Beginning. Sort of. (laughs)